0: Let me try this again. Good morning, family. How's everybody this morning? Scripture says that you enter the Lord's gate with praise and thanksgiving. We're off to a good start, ain't we? And let's continue just to give God a little glory. If you're thankful for God waking you up this morning, give him a little glory. Glory, hallelujah. If you're thankful for God's provision, give him some glory. If you're thankful for the love that God gave to us at Calvary and that love he gave to us to extend to each other, give him a little glory and praise. Glory, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We thank you for your provision. We thank you for your love, Lord God. We thank you for your guidance, Lord God. We thank you that you're right here with us, Lord God fellowshipping with us, Lord God, and that this morning your will and your purpose will be accomplished right here, Lord God, in this congregation, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, that your word is going to go forth with victory and power, Lord God, and we thank you for our pastors, Lord God, asking that you bless them in a mighty and a powerful and a special way, Lord God. We thank you for this congregation, Lord God. We thank you for every member here, Lord God. We ask that you bless them, Lord God, according to their needs, Lord God, according to your wisdom, according to your knowledge, Lord God, and according to your abundant mercy and grace, Father. We have sick and shed Lord God. You know who they are, Lord God. Holy Spirit, you know everyone from this congregation who is sick or who is ill or who is suffering any kind of discomfort. And we plead the blood of the precious Lamb and Savior over them right now, this moment, Lord God. Touching together in agreement, Lord God, for their healing. Touching together in agreement, Lord God, for their restoration and their renewal, Lord God. We ask that you just bless this country, Lord God. Bless the administration of this country. The president, the vice president, the senators, and all of those people, Lord God, who are in a position to direct what happens to us, Lord God. Give them wisdom and knowledge and understanding, Lord God, so that they can rule and govern according to your plan and according to your purpose, Lord God. We praise you this morning, Lord God, asking that you bless and draw any unsaved loved ones and every congregation member here is family, this day, Lord God. We lay them at your altar, Lord God. You say that our households can be saved, Lord God, so we entrust our households into your care, Lord God. We entrust our households into your hands, Lord God. asking that you draw, again, every unsaved member in our household, Lord God. Draw them to the cross. Draw, draw them to salvation. Draw them to you, Lord God, and draw them to Christ, Father. We ask that you bless our school system here, Lord God. You know the challenges that our students face, Lord God. You know the challenges they face, Lord God, because color is is, is is a reality in our society, Lord God. And we just ask, Lord God, that you let your glory be manifested in the school systems here, Lord God, as the love comes from the teachers, as the love comes from the people in the community, Lord God. Ask to just make an increase, Lord God. Help us to let violence, Lord God, subside. And the only way that we can do that, Lord God, is to love, Lord God. So let love start right here in our hearts in a mighty and a powerful way, Lord God. Let love reflect outward from us, Lord God, to others, Lord God, and bless your churches, Lord God. We have people across the world, Lord God, who are Christians, Lord God, who are suffering persecution, who are suffering evilness, Lord God, because of the decision to the Lord God to follow you. We ask, Lord God, that you comfort them. We ask that you bless them, Lord God. We ask that you continue to raise them up, Lord God, and minister to them, Lord God, as they go through the trials and tribulations, Lord God, associated with this world, Father. We praise you this morning, Lord God, and we ask that in all ways your church will be a reflection of you and your character, sacrificial, steadfast, loving, quick to forgive, slow to anger, of one mind and body, and a life, to the world, Lord God. That's what you called us forth to be, Lord God. A light to the world, Lord God. You asked us to be sought, Lord God. To give the world a little, flavor, a little flavor, Lord God. So we ask that you glorify yourself in us. We ask that you glorify yourself in our congregation. And we ask that you continue to let your light shine, Lord God. And your love be extended here and abroad. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If y'all to help me with our church's purpose statement? Praise the Lord. God is so good. Wow. And I'm so honored to be standing here among y'all. Y'all are a fantastic congregation. Y'all love just overshadows everything because love conquers all. Alright, the church's statement. In response to God's love, our purpose is to love the world for Christ the world of God, girl for Christ. Therefore as a covenant partner, I will invite others to come and join me in worship. I will be a smart part of a small group Bible fellowship to grow in Christ. I will serve in the ministry with my gifts and talents. I will do my part in faithfully giving my tithes and offerings to keep the ministry of Jesus Christ alive in the world. I will love all those who enter our doors and accept them in our midst. Amen. Praise the Lord.
1: I'm going to have our scripture reader come on up. Miss June Phillips, everyone.
2: Good morning Church. Our Old Testament lesson today is from Nehemiah, uh, verse 8. All the people came together as one in a square before the water gate. They told Ezra, the teacher of the law, to bring out the book of the law of Moses, which the Lord had commanded for Israel. So on the first day of the seventh month, Ezra, the priest, brought the law before the assembly, which is made up of men and women and all who are able to understand. He read it loud, aloud from the daybreak till noon, as he faced the square before the water gate in the presence of the men and women and others who could understand. All the people listened attentively to the book of law. Old Testament lesson is from Mark twelve ten 10 to 11. Haven't you read this message of scripture? The stone the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. The Lord has done this, and it is marvelous in our eyes. May the Lord add his blessing to the reading of his word.
3: Praise God. Praise God! saints. Hallelujah. Praise God. Can anyone tell me what time it is? It's offering time, and what do we say? Hallelujah. It is so good, so so very good to be able to give back to God in the form of our tithes and offerings, Amen. Are you excited to give today? Praise God!
0: Today is our
3: first Sunday, and our our first Sunday's offering goes to support our deacons. And sadly, we have had an overwhelming amount of homegoing celebrations uh, this past month in the month of January, and even entering into. Uh, This first few days of February, if you all saw in your bulletin today, um, although our special offering is the deacon's offering, we are also asking if you are able, Tanea Jackson's mom died of a heart attack this past weekend, and her family has set up a GoFundMe page. Uh, You are welcome to use that GoFundMe page, but we all know that they charge a fee. So if you give money to New Life at Calvary, we will make sure 100% of your offering uh, goes directly to the family. Her mother was, I think, 58 years old, died of a heart attack. Um, Jessica Franklin also shared her sister's death. Diane Jeffries passed away uh, yesterday morning. So we have had a lot of deaths. Our deacons, our elders, our lay pastors, our us as pastors, staff, we have been very busy providing a lot of comfort to many families. So if you're able, give to support the deacons today. And if you're also able, give to support Tanea, You can write that on your offering envelope, and we will make sure it gets to her. Uh, as the ushers come forward, let's pray. Gracious and holy God, we thank you, Lord, that even in the midst of suffering, in the midst of hardship, in the midst of darkness, Lord, you are the light of the world. You make sure, Lord, that we have all of our needs provided for and more. Thank you for taking care of us here at New Life at Calvary. Thank you for taking care of your people all throughout the world. We pray especially today, Lord, for our deacons, Lord, as they are serving and comforting and providing support and help, Lord. Give our deacons, our lay pastors, us as staff, an extra bit of encouragement today, Lord. Help our hearts, Lord, to be able to continue to serve you and glorify you, Lord. We ask your blessings upon these tithes and offerings, Lord. And we will pray, Lord, they will be amplified and multiplied for your use, for your kingdom. We thank you and we honor you. In the mighty and holy name of Jesus Christ, we pray. And all God's people said, amen and amen. Uh, Praise God, thanks for those of you that are joining us online today. We have several easy ways for you to give as well today. If you would uh, go ahead to NLAC.tv, you can establish your online website, give an account. For those that like to use Cash App, go ahead and put that dollar sign in, the number two, NLAC, and your offering comes right to us. For those that like to mail in or drop off your offering, our address is 2020 East 79th Street, Cleveland, Ohio 44103. That address again is 2020 East 79th Street, Cleveland, Ohio 44103. We will now be blessed by our praise team as they sing, Oh, the blood of Jesus.
1: Welcome to New Life at Calvary Presbyterian Church, <laughs> where the blood still works. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm Pastor Antonio, I'm so glad to see so many of your faces out today. Praise God.
4: <clears throat> Praise the Lord.
1: Today, we're going to be preaching our sermon series, Building Something Eternal. And our uh, title for today is Building a City on a Hill. And before we begin, let us go to God in prayer. Lord, we just say thank you for bringing us here today to New Life of Calvary. Hear a word today. Lord, um, move us from where we are to where it is you would have us to be. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Hallelujah. Building a city on a hill. When you think of building a city on a hill, what do you think about? Raise your hand. What do you think about? Come on. When you have a city on a hill, Yeah seen by everybody, right? We all know what that is, right? The people that you want to be like, right? <laughs> um, it's like the dream life or the dream house. Y'all seen the dream house that y'all want? Y'all ever watch HGTV? Y'all see the nice houses on there? Amen. <laughs> um, it's like the promised land that God promised the Israelites in the scripture. It's like the American dream that we all dream about with the the house, and the spouse, and the kids, and the dog, and the white picket fence, and that the house just looks so nice to imagine, right? Um, It's the ideal place to live. Anybody have an ideal place to live where you want to live? Oh, yeah, Jasmine. Hollywood. All right. We went to Hollywood this weekend, this week. Yes, sir?
0: In heaven. Hallelujah.
1: Anybody else? Anybody think you want to go live somewhere else? <laughs> Trinity? Trinity, you got a place? Somewhere warm. Okay, Marvin? In Jesus, amen. Okay, we want to live in Jesus. So we're going to look at the screen. Um, building a city on the hill. Uh, me and PK went out to California this week, and we saw some really expensive houses out there, amen. And we couldn't, this is the first house here, we just where we parked. And we couldn't help ourselves. See, even that house is on a hill. Like, you see the little steps going up to the house? <laughs> that's actually close to the church where we went to. Um, you got to go up a hill to get to where the church area is. I mean, California is just hills. And um, we could look at that house. You never guess how much that house cost. I won't even go there. Um, it was a lot. Um, but we had a great time at Presbytery, I mean, at the, our national gathering. Uh, that's me and PK outside the sanctuary. They have a campus. So that's just one of the buildings, and that is our um, missionary came from Germany. Y'all know his name, right? Michael Robb, right? So he was there. He had a couple books for us, and then um,
0: that church was like a house on a hill, right? It was like a city on a hill.
1: Oh, is there another slide there? Okay. Yeah, and then we know that person there, right? That's Pastor Ken, right? He's preaching, and um, there's a couple other slides there, but uh, yeah, that's a wonderful sanctuary. It was a huge sanctuary. Um, okay. Well, it was, the church itself was big, if you can imagine that. The church was big, it was like a campus, they had a church, they had a school, they had a courtyard, they had a waterfall, they had a dirt, you know, it was amazing. And it was like the ideal type of church, the ideal type of land, it was like the promised land, right? expensive of houses, It's like, nobody wants a house in the valley, right? Why does everybody want a house on the hill? You know, we were driving through that valley, and uh, (laughs) we noticed everybody had, like, a gate. Everybody had, like, gates and bars on the windows and things like that. Uh, But when we were down in the valley, you know, going back to the airport, uh, we saw all kinds of stuff, all kinds of people in that valley. You know, jugglers, people walking past the car. They said, Pastor, make sure that door is locked. So you don't get up in our car. (laughs) And I can imagine that, is there some more pictures there? Okay. All right. Well, I can imagine um, that
5: um,
1: lots of stuff going down in that valley. But it, it amazes me how many houses are built on hills in California. Um, anybody ever been to California before? Yeah. So it just amazes me how everybody, everything was like really stacked like that. They're really close together. There's not a lot of grass, but there is a lot of stacking up going on top of each other. And it's just like, wow, that's like a city on a hill to me. Um, so the Israelites, they just finished... The walls of Jerusalem, right? And last week Pastor Kelly said that they had finished the walls and the doors, right? So today we are looking at Nehemiah chapter 8. And the walls and the doors um, were finished all around. And Jerusalem itself was actually on a hill. And it's actually right across from the Mount of Olives where Jesus preached. So they had their ideal place to live. God had just brought them out of slavery and brought them back to their ideal place to live, which was their home. Ain't no place like home, right? Okay, there we go. Go back and sell that. Yeah, so that's a picture of the church that we were at. That's like Ernest Angel's church to me. Like, that's huge. And uh, go on to the next one. And then they have, keep going, those are the houses on the hills. Go on to the next one. And that's just, you can see those houses way up top there. It's like secluded. I can imagine that's why they want to be up on the hill because they don't want to be down in the valley, you know, with the other people. Thank you so much. And, um, you know, the elite are up there, (laughs) and we didn't get up there, (laughs) so, um, but God allowed the Israelites to go back to their house on their hill in Jerusalem, their ideal place to live,
0: and you know, it's funny, I was like, man, it would be so nice to live in California, but then we would look at those places, how much they cost, I was like, ain't no place like home,
1: I was so happy to come back home, I was so happy to get back to my house with my dog. I was just very happy, um. But so they went, because so you can imagine how they felt when they got back home. Um, God allowed them to be defeated. God allowed them to go into slavery and leave their hometown because they did not have a heart for God. Um, God told them, God was the one that took them from Egypt through the desert, up the, you know, Ten Commandments, made the covenant through the, you know, they wandered for 40 years, and Joshua and Caleb took them to the promised land. God was telling them, I have a place for you. I want to deliver you. I want you to come worship me in the desert. And um, he gave the specific warnings in Deuteronomy um, when they were in the desert going towards the promised land to follow that law. Follow that law, or it was promised that God would scatter them. And that promise did come to fulfillment. It's important to know that when God makes a promise, God means it. You know, when your mama made you a promise with you, I promise. Sometimes for good, she's maybe they didn't always keep the promises, but for when it was like a consequence, you're oh, going to see what's going to happen. So it's important to know that God makes promises. Good promises and promises of punishment also. And God brought that to happen. So we go through the Bible, through the Old Testament, Joshua. Judges, they still not listening. Even though they made that covenant with God, Come on, we all miss it sometimes, don't we? We we know the rules we miss the rules sometimes. How many of you ever, like, follow all ten commandments before? Nobody. So, (laughs) we miss it. You know, that we're people. um, But God allowed them to be sent into captivity for 70 years because of their sin and their lack of faithfulness. So, God allowed the whole land of Judah, where Jerusalem was, to be captured by Babylon. They went into slavery. And it was like a second kind of slavery. And when God brought them out, it was kind of like a second Exodus. When God brought them out of slavery, and here they are back to Jerusalem. Now, even though God allowed them to be taken over by Babylon, the word of God is still spread wherever they went. People still saw the light that they were giving off wherever they went. It still, God can still has the amazing power to get some good out of the bad, doesn't he? We know God has had, can make some bad days into some good days, right? Oh, we've had a lot of funerals this year already. And God is the only one to give you that peace that passes understanding, right? Oh, man. I, I saw um on Instagram, I don't know if you all know Ricky Smiley. His son passed away, This his funeral was yesterday. And he was just talking about the goodness of God through the whole thing, how God was just lifting his head. And he talked about how he was confused and he didn't understand. But God was still good. He still gave God praise at his son's funeral. You know, Only God can do that. Only God can bring something good out of bad. Um, But the people were brought back um, to Jerusalem. And after the 70 years that was prophesied, they were the remnant. You know, a tough time. When you go through a tough time, we all went through some tough times, you can come back changed. You can either come back bitter, or you can come back better. The choice is really yours, but we're changed. And a lot of times when we come back better, we're molded for the good. When we go through a loss, we're different. When somebody, a parent or an aunt or uncle dies, you're different. Even just hearing about somebody I didn't even know, um, Mr. Smiley's son, that hurt. I was like, oh, my goodness, life is short. You know, you you just never know. It just made me so grateful to wake up today and say, thank you, Lord, for just giving me a mind to praise you. Thank you, Lord, for just giving me just one more day, another Lord's Day. Hallelujah. Because we didn't have to be here today because so many people did not wake up today. So many people did not wake up today. So uh, we also went to a funeral Saturday or Friday um, for one of our covenant partner sons to in his 20s, and he passed. And it was just—it just made me just cry. I was just—you know—it was just life is just short. You just don't know. But when you go through that loss, and you come out better, you come out different. You know, when your mom used to beat you, you came out different most of the time, right? Or When you went had punishment, or for those of you that didn't get beat y'all had was on punishment, and you came out different, amen, most of you did, <laughs> my stepmom said yesterday, my mom used to give me a woman a day, just even though I didn't even need it, she just gave me one, and that's why I'm so
4: nice today, I said, all right, <laughs>
1: that's good parenting advice, I think, maybe, <laughs> so you come back changed when you go through that loss, so God raised Nehemiah to rebuild the wall, to lead the Israelites to go back home after slavery. The walls and the doors are up. The guards were put in place. And notice, Nehemiah puts guards out that feared the Lord. For this new exodus, they wanted to honor God. Um, God wanted them to be a light to the nations. They were literally on a hill. God wanted their light to shine before all men. And the city was large, it was spacious, but it was a few people. It was just a remnant. Empty. And we can kind of compare that to today's church, can't we? We have gone through a lot in the last few years haven't we? COVID has caused us to separate. COVID has caused us to go home. COVID has caused us to be a little desolate. I was so happy to see everybody coming. I was like, wow, praise God, I've seen people that I haven't seen in a while. Hallelujah. I want to call your name out, but I'm glad you're here. Amen. So we're going to um, look at Exodus uh, chapter 8, verses 1 through 3, if you can. Um, again, and um, if, if it's not, you can't pull it up, it's okay. I'll read it to you. Um, and all the people gathered as one man at the square, which was in front of the water gate. And they asked Ezra the scribe to bring the book of the law of Moses which the Lord had given to Israel. Then Ezra the priest brought the law before the assembly of men and women. And all who could listen with understanding on the first day of the seventh month, he read it before the square, which was in front of the water gate from early morning to midday. It kind of sounds like us, right? In the presence of men and women, those who could understand, and all the people were attentive to the book of the law. Interesting. Everybody was there, not just some people, not just the men, not just the women, not just the old, not just the young. Everybody they could understand was brought to the book of law. They haven't even built their house. All they had was a wall and some gates to protect themselves. The first thing they built on was the word of God. So you never build on the word of God. Amen. So they had been scattered, but now God had done a gathering. Scattered together around the law. And the New Testament, it says, have you not even read the scripture? The stone, which the builders rejected, in other words, the Israelites, or sometimes us, the stone the builders rejected became the chief cornerstone. This came about from the Lord, and it is marvelous in our eyes. These people have rejected God, and now look at them. They haven't even built their houses up. But the first thing they to do is we're going to read the book of the law from morning to midday. That's amazing. That's a miracle. When you see your unsaved loved ones who don't really care about God come to church, that's amazing. Or even ask a question about God, that's amazing. Who wants to serve? Who wants to know more about the church? Who wants to know more about Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior? That's amazing. And it's wonderful. It's marvelous in our eyes because that's not something that we can do. That something is the work of God. That's something, that's why God allows us to go through some things so we can come back better, refreshed and renewed in him. So, Jeremiah prophesied the Davidic dynasty would be restored and the Messiah would rule with justice. Well, we know that Jesus was in Jerusalem. Jesus was presented before the temple in Jerusalem. So, Jerusalem was a a place on the hill that we need to see even today. Now, going back to New Life at Calvary, we have been scattered because of COVID. Sometimes, you know, we, for whatever reason, people have not been a part of the church. We did have another church begin, um, uh, Bridge City Church, so we had some people help start that church. So, and then also, but there's also some negative things. Sometimes people do a little bit too much of this, amen. Uh, Sometimes people just get comfortable at home because it's COVID time. Well, I'm just staying home, um, Bedside Baptist. Um, You know, but we have been scattered. But now God is doing a gathering. Praise God. It's time to gather up again, taking every time to gather again. It's time to rebuild. It's time to rebuild. Not just the outside, because our outside does need some help. But the inside. Rebuilding, restoring, renewing a heart for Jesus Christ. And how do we build in Jesus Christ here at the church discipleship? taking every discipleship. Now, there was a black woman, praise God, that preached about this um, at the national gathering about discipleship. And Acts um, 42 should be on the slide. Acts chapter 2, verse 42 through 47 shows us the ideal church. Shows us the ideal church model. Where the ideal was to be serving God. Where they were together. Let's read that together, uh, verse 42 through 47. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship. Can y'all see that? Okay, I'll read it to you. To the breaking of bread and to prayer, everyone was filled with awe. Many wonders and signs performed by the apostles.
0: The believers were
1: together and had everything in common. They sold property and possession to give to anyone who had a need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They ate together and were glad.
4: Does that sound like New Life Gallery?
1: Sometimes, a little bit. But we can be more like that church, can't we? We can be more like the early church, can't we? And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. They did their part, and then God did what they could not do. God is the one that changed the hearts and brought the people and got them to know um, Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. So we, New Life at Calvary, we as the church at large need to do what? We need to do our part. We need to be devoted to the Word of God. We need to be uh, seeing wonders and signs. If if something is happening to you, if you don't tell anybody what happened to you, how is somebody going to know about it? Amen. Anybody ever been healed before? I know I've been healed. Anybody ever seen some finances appear? I was like, I don't even know how that came about.
0: One time I said my rent was paid. I said, I don't know how
1: that rent was paid. Thank you, Lord. Amen. It happens. They gave to anyone who had a need. They know that we are Christians by our love, right? Every day they continue to meet together in the temple courts, and they ate, and they were glad, and they were sincere. Sincere. And the Lord added to their number. And I believe God can do that to, for us today. God can do that for us today. That is our city on the hill. That is our ideal church. And that's who we are going to be. Tell your neighbor, we're going to be like the early church.
5: We take your other neighbor, we're going to be like the early church.
1: Amen. So Today's one of the facts that they put up is that today's church will see a decline, especially in our youth. If we don't, if we don't change what we're doing, if we just say, oh, "I'm just coming to church to get filled up today and leave," we gonna have some decline. If you don't have a heart for Jesus Christ, if you're not being led for God, if you're not telling people about the Word of God, if you're not coming to church with a sincere heart, if you're not looking for somebody who has a need, we gonna have a decline. We need to incline.
4: Hallelujah.
1: We have to have a heart for Christ. Yes, come to church. Get filled up. But the scripture says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, strength, and then love others as you love yourself. Hallelujah. That is the New Testament church, the early church. We want to go from decline to incline, desolate to discipleship. And they got into their community. We're getting into our community, aren't we? Some of us haven't, but we can still get into our community, amen. It's not too late. You know, we got all kinds of things going on here at this church. And they grew daily, daily, daily. What would it be like if we saw New Life at Calvary grow daily? Not monthly, not weekly, daily. Hallelujah. It's not about us, it's about God. It's about the kingdom of God, it's about the kingdom of heaven. It's about what God wants to do with us, to lead us by the light. So they were still a light, even in captivity. Um, they were a light to the Egyptians. Now, uh, Moses said, let my people go to the Pharaoh. The Pharaoh said, no, it's the scriptures of God, hardened his heart. And God sent ten plagues. But people knew the God of the Israelites was the one that sent them to the place and delivered them from Egypt. They knew about God. And when they went to the deserts, all the surrounding nations knew about God. They watched God bring them out the desert into the promised land, didn't they? And they knew about whenever in Babylon, there was a king named Nebuchadnezzar, and there were three Hebrew boys named Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Some people say a bad Negro. And they was thrown into the fire, and they said, I see three men in there, and one is like the Son of God. How do they know what the Son of God looks like? When God puts us in the fire, people can see God. When we went into COVID, wherever we dispersed to, trust me, people can see God. And people are watching your lives. If you may not know it, but God, people are watching you. Amen? Somebody's watching you today because they want to know that there is a God. Amen? So... Every negative situation is not always a bad thing. God can turn that um, the bad situation into a good one. Now, we also um, they also share with us about spiritual states. Some people are disconnected for whatever reason; they're just not here,
0: um, or they haven't been
1: here in a while. Some people are curious and they have questions. Some people are like infants; they're new converts. Um, some people are like children and they know a little but they can be dangerous and need supervision you gotta watch your child around the fire right You know, oh that's, that's pretty but you know they don't know it can burn um, some people are like young adults they know and they want to serve and some people are like parents where they make disciples now more could be added to that list but it kind of gives you a general gist and how do we meet the needs how do we build our church off of those needs Um, One, you can do some simple things like give some hope, some love, uh, answer some questions to those who are curious. Uh, You can ask people to be belonging to a group. You can accept them to your group. For those that um, uh, are like young adults, they know when they want to serve. I serve here. I do this. I, you know, hot meals. You know, I do... uh, um, I'm a deacon, or, you know, I visit the sick and shut-in. There are many different ways to serve here at New Life of If you want to serve and you don't know how to serve, trust me, but I'm going to find you. Raise your hand if you want to serve and you ain't serving. Amen.
4: <laughs>
1: there are many ways for you to serve here at New Life at Calvary. Hallelujah. Um, you can teach. You can be a mentor. You can even give accountability. There's many ways to meet needs for people that's coming into our church. We have to focus on the Great Commission. It says, go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, not just your friends, not just your family, of all nations,
0: baptizing
1: in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I commanded you. And, lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. You can't be afraid to go out and tell somebody about Jesus Christ. God's going to give you the words to say. God's going to help you. God is the one that's our strength, and we go out and help people. This is our purpose. We can't always be about self when we come to New Life at Calvary. If we're all about self, you know, we get kind of selfish. We can get stagnant. If we're all about God, we can look kind of weird. You know, it's just like, oh, holy earth. You know, we can't be all about God. And we can't always be about missions, otherwise we look like a headhunter. Like we just, you, you join our church. How many people we got this one? You can't be about all those things just one thing. You have to be about all of them together. They all work together good. You have to be led by the Holy Spirit. You love the Lord your God as yourself and others. It works together. Sometimes We come into church and we're looking for healing, or we're looking for a word, or we're looking for some finances, or we're looking for a friend, or we feel lonely, or we feel hurt, or we have so many different needs. And sometimes we're stuck and we can't grow because it's all about you. You have to focus on what God is doing in your life.
4: It's hard, you
1: know, it is really hard sometimes when you're in the middle of a circle, when God is taking you through the circle to see that you're in a circle. To see that God is taking you through something, it's kind of hard to step out and step back and say, "Okay." Sometimes you have to just ask God,
5: "What are you doing? What's your plan for me?" I love Pastor when she says that.
1: Good morning, God. What's your plan for me today? What's your plan for me today at New Life at Calvary? What's your plan for me with these kids today? What's your plan for me at these at this job today? With that difficult person, Lord. With, uh, you know, with whatever you have me to do during the week. What's your plan for me and my workout schedule this week, Lord? Um, we have to be led by the Lord. Sometimes we get stuck and we can't grow because it's all about us, but we don't get our focus up to God so we can see what's really going on. And sometimes we're looking for healing, but sometimes healing comes through helping somebody else. Proverbs 11, it says, Bless others and you will be blessed. You have to get filled, and after you get filled, run over and then fill somebody else up. That's how you grow. That's how we grow as a church. And you can't be afraid to let God move you just because you haven't done it before. Maybe sometimes you have. Maybe something negative happened. But learn from your mistakes and keep moving forward. Step out in faith when God calls you to step out in faith. You know, we have families and children that are suffering because they need some hope. They need some love, they need some encouragement, they need some belonging, they need some acceptance. And it's right here in New Life at Calvary. It's right here at the church at large. And they don't they're understand they're, they're confused about what is about God, what is God about, what is the church about because the world teaches so many things. We gotta be teaching our kids and our family what God is about and what God has done for me. You know, if it's all about you, we're just gonna be shallow and striving. Without God as the center of our lives, we are not going to move. We're going to get stuck on dead center. We were created for the Great Commission. Tell your neighbor we were created for the Great Commission. That's how we flourish, and that's how we grow, and that's how we become new life in Calvary, that city on the hill, the light to all nations. Anybody want to be a light to the nations? Anybody want to be a light to people around you? Let Christ that stone that was rejected be the chief cornerstone in your life. And if you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, all you have to do with God is ask God to come into your heart. Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. I don't know what they told you on Instagram, I don't know what they told you on the news, or your friends down the street, but Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. Amen? He is a healer. He is our friend. He is our redeemer. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody needs to hear that today. He is the truth and the way. The only way. Hallelujah. So I'm praying for you today to let God move you this week as we go out and we become a light to the nations and a city on the hill. Amen. Let's go to God in prayer. Lord, we just say thank you for just bringing us Um, together to hear your word thank you Lord for giving us a vision of where it is that you would have us to be Lord you know all of our hearts God you know how to move every one of us in this room every one of us online everyone in the world and we ask you Lord to speak to our hearts right now what is it that you want me to do today God who can I speak to today God who can I be a light to today Lord Fill me up, Holy Spirit. Fill me up and let my light shine before all men. Help us to be your city on the hill, God. Help us to be your hands and your feet on this earth, God. We know your son, Jesus Christ, is our Lord and Savior. So help us to build our life on him. And all these things we ask in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen.
0: We are getting ready to
1: stand and receive the communion. So let us stand if you're able. And we are going to sing this, I believe.
4: I believe in Christ the Son. I believe.
3: And he is seated at the right hand of the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit,
0: the Holy Christian Church,
3: the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. You may be seated. Praise God. This is a table of God for the people of God. And we say, thanks be to God. Our Lord and Savior invites all of us that have taken him into our heart and received him as Lord and Savior to partake in this Holy Communion meal. For those of you that are guests with us today, we invite you to follow the practices established by your home church. For those that are children, our children we ask that they will be baptized to receive communion, and if your child has not been baptized yet, please bring them to myself or Pastor Antonio so we can get them approved by session So they can partake of this Holy Communion meal. Praise God. Saints, the Lord tells us not to receive communion without first examining our hearts and confessing our sins. So if we would take a quiet moment to silently
1: confess our sins before the Lord. Jesus Christ promises happy are those who hunger and thirst for what is right they shall be satisfied
5: this is also
3: the word of the Lord all those whom I love I correct and discipline therefore shake off your complacency and repent see I stand knocking at the door if anyone listens to my voice and opens the door, I will go in and dine. And open our hearts to the Lord. open
4: every door
5: of our
4: lives to God. Lift up your hearts. Lift them to the Lord. Holy God, we praise you for your son Jesus, who shared our weakness and was
3: tempted in every way as we are, who obeyed you by suffering and dying for us. You have raised him to rule the world and have given Jesus a name above every name. Lord and Christ. We praise Him and we glorify you, great God, our Creator.
4: Our
1: Father, who art in heaven,
2: hallowed be Thy name,
1: Thy kingdom come, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil, for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen.
0: Praise God. Thanks. We have it on good
3: report that on the night of his arrest, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ took the bread. And after saying thanks, he broke it, saying, This is my body, which has been broken for you. Whenever you eat of this, do so in remembrance of me. In the same
1: way, he took the cup, and after giving thanks, he said, This is the new covenant, sealed in my blood. Whoever drinks of this, do so in remembrance. Body of Christ,
3: the bread of heaven.
1: The blood of Christ, the cup of salvation. Let us
3: join in our prayer of thanksgiving. Bountiful God, we give you thanks that you have refreshed us at your table by granting us the presence of Christ. Strengthen our faith. Increase our love for one another and send us forth into the world in courage and peace, rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let's all rise to give thanks. Thank you. the announcement so they are on the way out in the fellowship hall they will they are also emailed and of course you will be getting a phone tree (laughs) don't forget to pray for uh, Jessica Franklin whose sister Diane Jeffries has passed away Tanea Jackson
0: her um,
3: mother Tanya Thomas has passed away you can see the information for that in the bulletin about the GoFundMe you can also give directly here to the church if you write a check
0: write the check
3: to New Life at Calvary, we'll uh, process everyone's checks and all the money, and then we'll give her one check from all of us, with, and she'll get everyone's individual names too. Um, praise band, praise team, don't forget you have a, a practice, another practice. You all have a meeting in the chapel right after service as praise team, praise band, and the media team are all meeting together after service today. Uh, You all still have an opportunity if you have not signed up for the next set of threaded classes. The flyers are on the way out of the Fellowship Hall if you are interested. Please let me know before you leave today so we can get you registered for the class.
5: We have, uh, you all remember the Wilson family,
3: Cookie and Daryl. Kim Wilson and uh, Daryl Wilson, they traveled this past weekend to Las Vegas with their daughter, who participated in the national football, flag football team. Uh, Jasmine's going to play the video, so I can just show (laughs) y'all.
2: Watch Jasmine. There's an emerging sport that's providing opportunities. Go ahead. You got it faster than I thought, Jasmine. Go ahead. There's an emerging sport that's providing opportunities to compete for boys and girls from all over. It's flag football. News 5's Cameron Justice shows us how a group of 12 and under girls are representing Northeast Ohio as they showcase their skills on a big stage next week. Today we are working on routes and really
3: building that chemistry. Come on,
2: come on, come on, let's go! A special practice held at the Browns facilities in Berea. Let's go, let's go, let's go! For a junior Browns flag football team. Woo! We had nine teams last year for our high school league. With their growth at the high school level, like it has to start from the bottom. So to see them compete at such a high level at the youth and then be able to go to high school and now there's NAIA schools that have that as a scholarship to go play girls flag. It's just, it's really exciting to watch. The team of girls 12 and under playing their way into a championship run, a highlight of the NFL's 2023 Pro Bowl games.
0: I'm going to Vegas
4: on Wednesday for a tournament with flag football and hopefully we win.
2: Showing what they've got against the best of the best.
3: We have teams from Washington, from uh, Las Vegas, we got some from Florida. So we're coming and we're representing for the City of Cleveland in the Junior Rounds.
5: The
4: defense is... I did uh, tackle football before this. I was actually the only girl on the team for the State Mark Lions. So it was really exciting just playing with the boys. Oh.
2: This flag football championship is a chance to keep growing the sport.
4: It's uh, really athletic, and I get to do what I love. Take that! Go, 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 go!
2: That continues to expand in both inclusion and interest. I think this is going to be the most popular sport in Ohio, if not across the country. Um, just just the growth that it's had. And proving to the next generation that... You can reach your dream whatever you put your mind to. In Berea Cameron Justice... Oh. It's
6: February, so... Praise (laughs) God.
2: So you all probably couldn't tell, but Naya was probably the tallest
3: 12-year-old out there on the field. And so they did travel to Vegas. I don't know yet if they won or not. I have not received news of that, but uh, we are praying for them, travel mercy as they come back home. Um, I want to say congratulations. Gail H. Bain has a, a new one. Hallelujah. Her name is Ella Grace. And uh, if you look at, no, Gail Gail did not have the baby, praise God.
5: (laughs) But as many phone calls
3: as she took during these last nine months, she might as well have had the baby. So Jada, who is uh, Gail's granddaughter, and her husband, Luther, who is a son-in-law, They had Ella Grace Scott on February 1st, and she was 6 pounds, 3 ounces, and 20 inches long. Gail and Jasmine Baines are the proud and happy great-grandmother and auntie. (laughs) So Gail will be checking out shortly to go visit the baby and mommy and daddy, so we're going to pray for her travel mercy as well.
0: And congratulations. We also want to
3: welcome Marty is back. Marty brought her newborn. You want to stand up, Marty, so we can see the baby? <laughs> Marty, can you say his name for us? DeAndre. That's new DeAndre. And he's two months two months old. So congratulations, Marty, on your safe delivery. And we do want to, it's a lot of folks that's returned. I can't call all you all's names, but welcome home. So good to see you and your families. Welcome back. We have greatly missed you, and we are so glad to be able to see you today. Our next Sunday is congregation meeting. You guys, it's come about fast, but it it is here. Uh, we were going to play. We are going to play a Black History moment each service going forward, and um, I neglected to tell the team today, but I do want us to go out on this Black History video and and honor of black history sunday so after the video plays then i'll do the benediction
6: it's february so many teachers and schools are celebrating black history month but there are still many misconceptions and misunderstandings about the past present and future of this celebration so today i thought we'd go back to the beginning hi This is Mike Hines, and I'm a professor here at the Stanford Graduate School of Education, where my work focuses on the history of America's schools. What we now know as Black History Month had its beginnings as Negro History Week, which was invented by the famed historian, educator, and activist Carter G. Woodson in 1926. Negro History Week was a direct challenge to traditional curricula of the time period, which often degraded and dehumanized Black people. Negro History Week was also inextricably linked to Black calls for social and political equality. More than just a chance to talk about a few notable achievements, Negro History Week was a call to action. Although Negro History Week became one of his most widely known interventions, it was only part of Dr. Woodson's efforts to develop, democratize, and disseminate information on Black history. He also pursued this work through the establishment of the Association for Negro Life and History, its journals, the Journal of Negro...
2: There's an emerging sport that's providing opportunities to compete for boys and girls.
5: (laughs) Praise God.
3: I don't know what happened. (laughs) But we do want to continue to recognize and celebrate Black History Month. One of the questions he asks in that video, he he will say, um, is there still purpose for Black History Month? Because we've come a long way. And uh, he answered his way, but my answer is, as long as there's white supremacy, as long as the KKK and other groups like that exist, absolutely, there he is. (laughs) And we will not stop shouting from the rooftops how important it is, not just for black people, but all people to uh, have their stories shared. That's women, people of color, Uh, men, all of us, amen. So yes, absolutely, there is purpose to Black History Month, and we will continue to recognize and celebrate that here. So, all right, praise God, if you all would rise with me for the benediction. Gracious and holy God, as we prepare to depart from this place, but never from your sight, Lord Jesus, we pray, Holy Spirit, that we can be the church that is the city on the hill we want to be a light in a world of darkness, Holy Spirit. Give us all the fruit of your spirit, your love, your joy, your patience, your kindness, your goodness, your Your faithfulness, your, self, your self-control, Lord. Help us to be who you called us to be. We thank you and we honor you in the mighty and holy name of Jesus Christ, we pray. And all God's people said, amen and amen. Turn and tell your neighbor, neighbor, I'm mighty glad you came to church today.